Disney BlackRock are proud sponsors of the BlackRock College Radio. Thinking of selling your home? Get in touch with your local Disney experts at www.lisney.com. Welcome back. Thank you, Alan English, for coming on the show. Next up, we have our very entertaining quiz show. But just before this, we must hear from this segment's sponsor, Jump Sound. And thank you to our sponsors at Jump Sound, operators of the newly refurbished trampoline and adventure parks in Sandyford and Liffey Valley, and a brand new inflatable adventure park in Jump Sound Santry. For small or large group parties, parties, school tours, corporate outings, and much more, only at Jump Sound. Full details at jumpsound.ie. Welcome back to the quiz show on BCR. Today we're joined by Philip Guinan and Robert McHale, both of which will take part in our general knowledge quiz. How the quiz will work is we give you 10 seconds to answer your question. I'll ask you, I will ask you 10 questions each. At the end, if your results are of the same number, we will do a tiebreaker. The winner of that tiebreaker will win overall. You ready to get started? Yep. Yep. Okay. Our first question. What stadium is home to Chelsea? Uh, I don't know. The answer is Stamford Bridge. Philip, who is the current manager of Manchester United? Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Correct. Robert, which planet in the solar system has the least number of letters in its name? Um... Time's up. <laughs> the answer is Mars. Philip, which Irish golfer won the 2019 British Open in golf? Oh, I can't remember. The answer is Shane Larry. Robert, where are the Olympics held this year? Tokyo. Correct. Philip, name two countries in Africa. Uh, Senegal and South Africa. Correct. Robert. Which female Irish athlete is the lightweight boxing champion of the world? Katie Taylor. Correct. Philip, who's the current captain of the Irish rugby team? Johnny Saxon. Correct. Robert, name two of the four houses in Harry Potter. Um, Gryffindor and... Um... Time's up. So the answers were Gryffindor, Slytherin, Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw. We'll give you a half point for getting Gryffindor. Philip, which chess piece can only move diagonally? The bishop. Correct. Robert, CR7 is the abbreviation or brand name of which famous footballer? Cristiano Ronaldo. Correct. Philip, name the captain of Liverpool Football Club. Jordan Henderson. Correct. Robert, how many days are in January? 31. Correct. Philip, what is the biggest county in Ireland? Cork. Correct. Robert. Uh, question 19. Where were the Olympics held the previous year? Or uh, this year? In Tokyo. Uh, correct. Uh, last question. How many days are in January? 30. Incorrect. 31 days. Taylor Swift. Answers Cristiano Ronaldo. Philip. Your last question. Who is the current manager of the Irish football team? Stephen Kenny. Correct. The winner of this quiz between Philip Guyne and Robert McHale is Philip Guyne. Congratulations. Thank you. 
And thank you to our sponsors at Jumpstone, operators of the newly refurbished trampoline and adventure parks in Sandyford and Liffey Valley, and a brand new inflatable adventure park in Jumpstone Santry. For small or large group parties, parties, school tours, corporate outings, and much more, only at Jumpstone. Full details at jumpstone.ie. Thanks for that great quiz, lads. We all really enjoyed it. Lastly, tonight, we'll be having the news show. Thank you for listening to Blackrock College Radio today. We'll be back on air starting from 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. This show is proudly brought to you by Specsavers DeLorean. When booking your next appointment, mention Blackrock College Radio to get a free OCT scan and 10% off glasses in store. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the news show. My name is Luke, and I'll be your anchor for tonight. We have a great show lined up for you with the latest news headlines and information on business, sports and entertainment, with updates on weather tra and traffic. We also have some special reports on cryptocurrencies by Troy and the effects of social media by Gordon. Now on to Gregory with the latest news headlines. Thanks, Luke. On our first story, COVID. COVID cases for the 15th of November 2021 are as follows. 4,570 cases reported yesterday and 74 people have died this week. There are 614 people in hospital with the virus, up five from yesterday. There are 114 people in the ICU, up one. New figures from the Central Statistics Office also indicate that at this point in time, one in ten people of Ireland have had COVID at some point. In other COVID news today, the government has announced new work-from-home measures to slow the spread of COVID after a steady rise in COVID cases during October and November. In a Cabinet subcommittee meeting today, it was agreed that close contacts of cases will have to self-isolate for five days and take three antigen tests before they can resume their normal living and working arrangements. It has also been decided that the new closing time for pubs, clubs and restaurants is midnight, coming into force on Thursday night. COVID-19 passes will be mandatory for cinemas and theatres, but not gyms or hairdressers. Government ministers are also privately saying that they fear further restrictions will be necessary within the next two weeks, says a, re a reliable source. On to our next story. Patrick Quirk, a Tipperary farmer, has lost his appeal for the conviction of the murder of Bobby Ryan in 2011. Three judges this morning monitoring the case have found no evidence to prove that Mr Quirk is innocent. Mr Quirk is now serving a life sentence. He has denied any involvement in the murder. Following a three-day hearing in October last year, the Court of Appeal issued a 100-page judgment this morning. The judges found that his dismissal of murder was completely reasonable and just, although Patrick still denies the allegations. As well as this, the court rejected the challenge to the evidence of key witness Mary Lowry and said that Mr Quirk was unrealistic in his ground of appeal. Judges think he killed Bobby Ryan to rekindle his affair with Mary Lowry. Bobby Ryan's remains were found in a disused underground tank on Mary Lowry's farm almost two years after he went missing. He had been in a relationship with Miss Lowry and he was last seen alive as he left her home to go to work on early 3rd of June 2011. In other news, water cannons have been, sprayed up, have been sprayed by Polish forces on migrants at the Belarus border. Polish border forces have said that stones were thrown at them by migrants at the Belarus border who were trying to enter Poland. The border forces have then said they retaliated by using water cannons against the migrants. Police said the migrants were given gas grenades and other weapons by the Belarusian forces who directed the entire violent operation with the drone. The situation marked an escalation in the crisis at the border. Polish police have reported that one officer was severely injured when the migrants threw objects and he was brought to the hospital by ambulance for a likely skull fracture. A few of the migrants are at the border with children. Most are fleeing conflict and poverty in Syria and Iraq and hope to reach Western Europe. 
To date, there have been reports of 11 deaths. On to our final story. Heavy rain has battered Canada's Pacific coast, forcing a town's evacuation and trapping motorists and as mudslides, rocks and debris were washed across major highways. This marks a major weather event of flooding in Canada. Around 275 people, according to local media, were struck overnight in their cars between two mudslides and the Highway 7 near the town of Agassiz in British Columbia. Additional mudslides near Lillooet and Haig pinned down more travellers. Meanwhile, Merritt, about 300 kilometres from the coast, ordered the evacuation of all 7,000 of its residents after flooding compromised the local wastewater treatment plant and washed out two bridges. Many fear that this weather event is yet another example of extreme weather due to climate change. Fortunately, though, there have been no fatalities as of yet, and rescue has been very successful. Those are the stories for today. Back over to you, Luke. Thank you for that very much insightful report, Gregory. Now on to David with the latest weather. Right now in Dublin, we have a temperature of 11 degrees Celsius with partly cloudy skies and winds of 22 kilometers per hour. Tonight, we expect a drop in temperature down to 9 degrees with clear skies and lower wind speeds. Down in the south, there's temperatures of 11 degrees Celsius with partly cloudy skies and wind speeds of 12 kilometers an hour. Later tonight, the wind speeds are expected to drop to 10 kilometers an hour along with the temperature which will drop to, to 8 degrees. In the west, there's cloudy skies with temperatures of 9 degrees Celsius and wind speeds of 19 kilometers an hour. Later this evening, there will be a rise in temperature to 10 degrees and high wind speeds of 25 kilometers an hour. Up in the north, there are low temperatures of 8 degrees Celsius with cloudy skies and wind speeds of 13 kilometers an hour. Later tonight, the temperature will drop to 6 degrees Celsius while the wind speed increases to 20 kilometers an hour. Yeah, I agree. It's getting cold out there. Now on to Daniel with the latest traffic info. Thank you, Luke. Currently it's 5, uh, five o'clock hour rush hour commences. Restrictions due on N11 Stillorgan Road, both ways on N31 Mount Marion Avenue. There are restrictions due to construction on Monkstown Road, both ways at Carrick Brennan Road. Road closed on George's Upper Street, both ways between York Road and George's Street Lower. Road closed on Glengarry Road, upper both ways. There are restrictions on Marion Road at Marion Road. Cornescourt Hill Road is closed both ways between Bray Road and Claremore Road. That is all on traffic. Back to you, Luke. Wow, it's getting busy on the roads. Now we have a special report by Troy on cryptocurrencies. Many traders love low price stocks. For the cost of one share of Amazon Inc. stock, for example, an investor could buy many hundreds of shares in cheaper stocks. It's true that investors should buy in the local stock market capitalization in addition to the nominal share price without considering a potential purchase. That said, many traders love cheap stocks, and thus it's worth highlighting that the best options available in many cases when stocks end up trading for is less than $5. This is because business ran into hard times. If these companies manage to run into hard times again, they can turn around multiple entries of price. The following nine cheap stocks can be bought for less than $5. Could they have wait to take to deliver outside shareholder returns? Mamma Mancini's is a small packaged food company primarily focused on Italian cuisine. It offers frozen and refrigerated meatballs, meatloaf and pasta among its lines of products. Revenues are up from 18 million to 41 million since 2017. The company is also uplisted from the over-accounted bulletin board to the Nasdaq as part of its corporate development. Shares hit $4 at one point, but have sold off about 40%. Given later investors a chance to get into this story, near the ground floor, 
As it stands today, the company is already significantly profitable as its earnings per share basis. And in 2023, according to analytics, the company should make 18 cents per share in earnings, which would make the stock at its current price sell for just 13 times expected earnings. That's quite a delicious offer. Number two, UpHealth. UpHealth has gone down, down, down. The recently created special purpose acquisition company, or SPAC, has been one of the worst this year. Shares plummeted from an opening $10 price to a sub $2 in just a few months. It'd be easy to conclude that UpHealth was just another terrible SPAC and leave it at that. However, UpHealth might have a comeback story, or at minimum a big bounce, given that it's up more than 80%. However, UpHealth might have a comeback story, or at a minimum a big bounce, given it's up more than 80%. The company seeks to roll up a variety of healthcare platforms. It owns operations in billing services, online pharmacy, telehealth, and medical interpretation, among other assets. The collection of business is growing quickly. Though it's not profitable, when traders start to value speculative growth, companies more highly once again, UpHealth could see a swift recovery. The company almost raised fresh capital around the current share price, which could help provide support for the stock. Another is Enol Chile. Ambev is a South American company caught in the wrong place at the wrong time. Ambev is the South American subsidiary of Anheuser-Busch InBev. It has a dominant market share in brewing in Brazil and a variety of other Latin American countries such as Argentina due to combination of pandemic-induced slowdown and volatile foreign exchange rates. Ambev saw profits slump in 2020. However, beer sales volume have reached 2019 levels, and Latin American companies are picking back up this year to surge in the commodity prices. There are also the World Cup on tap for the next year, which could help boost beer consumption in many of the Ambev's key markets. The company has a net position ensuring that it can ride through some economic or political volatility in its local markets. The times might be turbulent, but folks still want to drink beer, and Ambev is the dominant option for providing a cold one in South America. These are some of the stocks that are worth investing in today that could increase. Thank you, Troy, for that very interesting report. Wow, crypto really is complicated. Now onto Patrick with the entertainment news. Thanks for that, Luke. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the evening entertainment news. Tonight we have a couple of rapid-fire stories for you from the entertainment world. First on the agenda, the video game platform Xbox from Microsoft yesterday started celebrating its 20th anniversary as a brand and since its North American release of the first Xbox console. It launched on the 15th of November 2001 and competed against the PlayStation 2 at the time, as well as the Nintendo GameCube. The console launched alongside the first entry in the Halo series of games, Halo Combat Evolved, and was a primary reason for the console's success as a platform from the start and a key part of the history of the game console marking the software giant Microsoft's grand entrance into the world of consoles, possibly for gaining a foothold in yet another market, or possibly out of pure spice for the Sony Corporation. In other news, a new Spider-Man No Way Home trailer released yesterday, further building hype for the film on the horizon, due to release in Ireland on December 17, 2021. It's the third entry into the newly rebooted Spider-Man series from Columbia Pictures and Marvel, and yet another example of how they are certainly getting their money's worth from the character of Spider-Man. The film brings back, quite obviously, everyone's favourite spoiler-prone British man, Tom Holland, and Zendaya, who also features in Dune, another blockbuster currently in cinemas now. On the topic of new movies, Walt Disney Animation Studios have released their 60th canonical animated feature, Encanto, a film starring the new new Disney character of Mirabel Madrigal. 
Something that fans of Hamilton the Broadway musical and other Disney movie Moana will be pleased to hear is that Lin-Manuel Miranda has been enlisted to songwrite for this film, a promising name to see on the credit sheet, and if reviews are anything to go by, it's another winner of a soundtrack from the famed songwriter. Now, in more local entertainment news, um, there's some big news tonight at Blackrock. A joint production between Blackrock College and Mount Danville of Jesus Christ Superstar is having its opening night tonight, and all are encouraged to attend during the week as it had a ticketed dress rehearsal yesterday and will go until closing night on Friday the 19th of November. It's here for one week only and tickets are €10 Euro for students and 20 for adults. That's all we have on the entertainment front for tonight. Thanks and back to you, Luke. Thank you, Patrick, for that very interesting report on Xbox. Now to Aaron with the business news for today. Apache Pizza will create 500 new jobs in Ireland. Uh, Apache Pizza has announced that it will create 500 jobs over the coming months in, one, in its 180 stores across Ireland. The job positions available include permanent, full-time and part-time positions for general managers, supervisors, team members and delivery drivers. In the next couple of weeks, Apache Pizza will hold a national roadside show in towns and colleges across Ireland. Apache Pizza was founded in 1996 by Robert Pendleton and his wife Emily Gore Grimes. Apache Pizza is currently owned by, a glo by Global Pizza Delivery Master Franchise Food Delivery Brands and by OKR Group. Ireland's, Ireland's leading fast food franchise operator. Apache Pizza is Ireland's largest pizza company and has served over 6 million customers so far this year. This news of new jobs being created comes five months after the company announced 300 jobs and said, and the opening of 20 new stores. Crispin McLaughlin, Chief Operating Officer at Apache Pizza said, we are delighted to create such a large number of jobs and to provide people with an immediate opportunity to join Apache Pizza, to secure local employment and to develop and advance their career with us as we continue to grow and expand across the, across the island of Ireland. The, the Discounter Deals will open its first distribution centre in Ireland, to be more precise, in Cluny, County Meath. In doing so, they will create 60 new jobs and offer Irish suppliers a direct route to the market. The new facility in the Hub Logistics Park stands for an annual investment of €4.4 million Euros, and, it will become, and it will also become the base for the company's Irish leadership team, who are responsible for both stores in the Republic of Ireland and Poundland stores in Northern Ireland. Deals is confident that the new facility will give many opportunities for it to expand its Irish supply chain by working in a partnership with 3PL and Primeline. The announcement comes as the company celebrates a decade of the deal after opening its first Irish stores in Blanchestown and Portleash in 2011. It now has a portfolio of 79 stores across the country. The amount of pandemic unemployment payment being given out today is decreasing even more. Anyone getting €300 Euro a week will start getting €250. Euro. Those earning €250 Euro a week will get €203, Euro, which is the maximum rate of job seekers' benefit and allowance. People receiving €203 Euro are then transitioned to the main job seekers' payment. There are around 78,000 people still on the pandemic unemployment payment, including, uh, according to recent figures reported by the Department of Social Protection. As more people are going back to work, it is expected to drop below 70,000 people after the, next week, after the next update this week. In May 2020, the pandemic unemployment, plan, the pandemic unemployment payment since being in, uh, was at its peak as over 600,000 people were receiving it. 
Overall, 900,000 people have received at least one pandemic unemployment payment. Since being introduced in March 2020, with around €9 billion Euro being spent on the PUP payments. The first cut was in September 2021, when they cut it by €50. Euro. The system stopped allowing new entrants in early June of this year. Some employers are blaming the PUP on staff shortages in various sectors. Back to you, Luke. Thank you for that very insightful report on the pandemic unemployment payment, Aaron. Now into a special report that aims to give us the, an insight into the special effect that social media can have on us by Gordon. The positive and negative effects of social media. In the last decade and a half, social media has exp exponentially expanded with the massive popularity in the internet. Nowadays, nearly every teenager in Ireland owns a smartphone and it seems like almost all of these owners are in some form of social media. This makes it clear that it is obviously a very fun and popular way to spend time. However, social media is relatively very new, and so how much are we truly aware of its positive and negative effects? One of the main problems amongst teens using social media is addiction. Even though every teenager will tell you that they are not addicted and it's fine, this is not, often not the case. While it may not seem like it, social media companies use a number of different tactics to try and grab a user's attention. The constant sounds and animations on a user's screen are purposely there in order to make users grab their phones and to get a short-lasting dopamine release. This makes the teens and adults using the phone crave more of the dopamine. This about what I just said sounds slightly familiar. This growing social media addiction is resulting in people being more antisocial in real life and potentially lacking in their study and sports. However, the rise of social media has not been all that bad. In fact, it has many positive attributions. For example, it allows people to become closer in the shorter period of time. A good example of this would be at the start of secondary school in first year. Many people would be new to the school and would make friends first in real life, but for many friendships, they become close over online communication. For example, when playing video games with someone new, you get a great opportunity to get to know them. Think about it, parents. Hours of mainly uninterrupted chats and conversations. Social media is also crucial when it comes to social occasions, such as meeting up with friends. In the past, this was done in person in advance to the events, whereas now arrangements can be made on the spot. So clearly social media can actually help us to be more social in real life if used correctly. Another issue with social media is that it can be linked to an increase in depression and poor mental health, especially amongst teenagers. Most teenage boys will be familiar with bodybuilding celebrities such as Rob Lipset. These young boys are exposed to many pictures like these on apps such as Instagram and YouTube. This can lead to these viewers not feeling comfortable in their skin as they strive to be like the bodybuilders they see. This negative self-image can often result in teens taking supplements to get bigger or get an eating disorder. Girls are also subjected to this type of negative effect. For example, when they see beauty models who set unrealistically high body standards, they often feel uncomfortable in themselves and can try unhealthy methods to fulfill these standards. In conclusion to this topic, I feel that social media is all in all a good thing, but also, as most good things, have some negative effects. This is why it is advised to prioritise other interests and goals before social media. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Gordon. That was very interesting. Maybe I'll spend less time on social media. Now, Gregory with the latest news headlines. Thanks a lot, Luke. On to our story of the day. COVID cases uh, for the 15th of November 2021 are as follows. 
There are 4,570 cases reported yesterday and 74 people percent have died. 74 people have died of COVID this week. There are 614 people in hospital with the virus, up five from yesterday. There are currently 114 people in the ICU, up one from last week. And new figures from the Central Statistics Office also indicate that at this point in time, one in ten people in Ireland have had COVID. In other COVID news today, the government has announced new work-from-home measures to slow down the spread of COVID after a steady rise in COVID cases during the October and November. In a Cabinet subcommittee meeting today, it was agreed that close contacts of cases will have to self-isolate for five days and take three antigen tests before they can resume their normal living and working arrangements. It has also been decided that the new closing time for pubs, clubs and restaurants is midnight, coming into force on Thursday night. COVID passes will be mandatory for cinemas and theatres, but not for gyms or hairdressers. Government ministers are also privately saying that they fear further restrictions will be necessary within the next two weeks, says a reliable source. Patrick Quirk, a Tipperary farmer, has lost his appeal for the conviction of the murder of Bobby Ryan in 2011. The three judges this morning monitoring the case have found no new evidence to prove that Mr Quirk is innocent. Mr Quirk is now serving a life sentence. He had denied any involvement in the murder. Following a three-day hearing in October last year, the Court of Appeal issued a 100-page judgment this morning. The judges found out that the, at the dismissal of the murder was completely reasonable and just, although Patrick still denies the allegations. As well as this, the court rejected the challenge to the evidence of key witness Mary Lowry and said Mr Quirk was unrealistic on his ground of appeal. Judges think he killed Bobby Ryan to rekindle his affair with Mary Lowry. Bobby Ryan's remains were found in a disused underground tank on Mary Lowry's farm almost two years after he went missing. He had been in a long-term relationship with Miss Lowry and was last seen alive as he left her home to go to work on early, July 2000, early June 2011. On to our other story. Water cannons were sprayed by Polish forces at migrants at the Belarusian border. Polish border forces have said that the stones were thrown at them by migrants by the Belarus border who are trying to enter Poland. The border forces said that they retaliated by using water cannons against the migrants. Police said the migrants were given gas grenades and other weapons by the Belarusian forces who directed the entire violent operation with a drone. The situation marked an escalation in the crisis at the border. Polish police have reported that one officer was severely injured when the migrants threw objects and he was brought to hospital by ambulance for a likely skull fracture. A few of the migrants are at the border with children. Most are fleeing conflict and poverty in Syria and Iraq and hope to reach Western Europe. To date, there have been reports of 11 deaths. On to our final story. There has been heavy rain which has battered Canada's Pacific coast, forcing a town's evacuation and trapping motorists and as mudslides, rocks and debris were washed across major highways. This marks a major weather event of flooding in Canada. Around 275 people, according to local media, were stuck overnight in their cars between two mudslides on Highway 7 near the town of Agassiz in British Columbia. Additional mudslides near Lillooet and Hague pinned down more travellers. Meanwhile, Merritt, about 300 kilometres from the coast, ordered the evacuation of all 7,000 of its residents after flooding compromised the local wastewater treatment plant and washed out two bridges. Many fear that this weather event is yet another example of extreme weather due to climate change. Fortunately, there have been no fatalities as of yet, and the rescue has been very successful. Those are the stories for today. Back to you, Luke. Thank you for that informative report. Now we have the sports news by Connor and Ronan. The Ireland under-21s will look to get back to winning ways in the UEFA under-21 Euros qualifiers when they take on Sweden in Tallis Stadium tonight. The young boys in green will look to close the gap on the group leaders, Sweden, 
who currently have 14 points. Ireland currently have 7 points. You can find the match on RTE2 tonight at 7 o'clock. Ireland under-21's forward Joshua JJ Coyote said, We're a tight group. You've got a good connection with each other. The chemistry is good. The morale is good. We all want to see each other do well. In other football news, Denmark played their last game of the World Cup qualifiers against Scotland last night. Before this, Denmark were on a terrific win streak, having won nine of nine of their games and conceding only one goal. John Sotar scored a lovely header 35 minutes into the match, putting Scotland up 1-0 at halftime. Denmark showed good form throughout the match, with Denmark taking 10 shots, but the Scottish defense and keeper put on an incredible show, and they stopped them from scoring the entire game. Kasper Schmeichel did, however, make some world-class saves. Completely against the run of play, a counterattack from Scotland and a goal from Adams put Scotland 2-0 up by the end of the match. The result was slightly disappointing for Denmark, as it is their unbeaten run. But at the end of the day, Denmark still stopped their group, which sees them straight into the World Cup, with Scotland qualifying for the playoffs, which they will have to win to earn themselves a spot in the World Cup. The GAA are set to oversee the Camogie Association's commercial rights, including broadcast negotiations for the next three years. The two associations have announced the partnership which will come into effect immediately. Such rights will include national sponsorship sales and sponsorship delivery, as well as the selling of Camogie's broadcast rights. Sinead McNaughty, Camogie Association, or Stroher, said... We are excited about this commercial arrangement with the GAA and see it as a positive step forward for Camogie to maximise the ever-growing commercial potential of our sport. Peter McKenna, GAA Commercial Director, said that the move reflects the growing potential of Camogie. We are delighted that we will be representing the Camogie Association across its sponsorship opportunities and broadcast rights. Women's sports continue to go from strength to strength and Camogie is at the forefront of that growth. We are committed to supporting the Camogie Association to reach its commercial potential over the coming years through this agreement. And finally, last night, a struggling San Francisco 49ers team, led by quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, pulled off their first home game win in over a year. They defeated the Rams 31-10 in their upset victory. On defense, 49ers player Jimmy Ward had two interceptions, one of which was for a touchdown. On offense, they had a dominant appearance, scoring three touchdowns. Debo Sanders had two touchdowns, one rushing and one catching, followed by a touchdown reception from George Kittle. They beat their in-state rivals for the fifth straight time. Garoppolo completed 15 of 19 of all pass attempts, totaling to 182 yards. Matthew Stafford, the Los Angeles Rams quarterback, completed 26 out of 42 attempts for 248 yards and one touchdown. Odell Beckham Jr. had his big debut for the Rams, he had only two receptions for 18 yards. The 49ers advanced to 4-5 and five on the season after the impressive win last night. Thank you. Now a message from our sponsor. This show is proudly brought to you by Specsavers DeLorean. When booking your next appointment, mention BlackRock College Radio to get a free OCT scan and 10% off glasses in store. This show is proudly brought to you by Specsavers DeLorean. When booking your next appointment, mention BlackRock College Radio to get a free OCT scan and 10% off glasses in store. 
Thank you. Now with the latest weather updates with David. Thanks, Luke. Right now in Dublin, we have a temperature of 11 degrees Celsius with partly cloudy skies and winds of 22 kilometers per hour. Tonight, we expect a drop in temperature down to 9 degrees with clear skies and lower wind speeds. Down in the south, there's temperatures of 11 degrees Celsius with partly cloudy skies and wind speeds of 12 kilometers per hour. Later tonight, the wind speeds are expected to drop to 10 kilometers an hour along with the temperature, which will drop to 8 degrees. In the west, there's cloudy skies with temperatures of 9 degrees Celsius and wind speeds of 19 kilometers an hour. Later this evening, there will be a rise in temperature to 10 degrees and higher wind speeds of 25 kilometers an hour. Up in the north, there are low temperatures of 8 degrees Celsius with cloudy skies and wind speeds of 13 kilometers an hour. Later tonight, the temperature will drop to 6 degrees Celsius while the wind speed increases to 20 kilometers an hour. That's the weather for today. Back to you, Luke. Thank you, David. Now we have the latest traffic news with Daniel. Thank you, Luke. There are restrictions due to construction on N11 Stillorgan Road, both ways at N31 Marion Avenue. There are restrictions due to construction on Monkstown Road, both ways at Carrick Brennan Road. There are roads closed on Georgia Street, upper both ways between York Road and Georgia Street. Glenagiri Road is closed both ways with more restrictions on Marion Road. Cornerscourt Hill Road is closed both ways between Bray Road and Clonmore Road. That's all on traffic. Back to you, Luke. Thank you. That's all from us tonight. Thank you for listening to the show this evening. We really hope you enjoyed it. Now we have a reflection with Mr. Madden. Good night. We will now be having an evening reflection of prayer from Mr. Madden. Good evening to all fellow chaplains and fellow missionaries. And yes, that's everybody listening is a fellow chaplain and a fellow missionary. I'd like to share three quotations with you. The first is from Father Jury Byrne. And any of you that have been patients in Blackrock Clinic over the years... Father Jory was chaplain there from 1986 until last year when he died. Jory was an amazing man. Um, he was the chaplain there. He faced many health challenges himself. He was diagnosed at a young age with MS. You will know him in the clinic. He had a limp and a walking stick. I'm sure he was often in pain, but Jory always had a smile. And really, Jory lived the joy of the gospel. The quotation from Father Jury is, the first priority for the chaplain, whether priest, religious or layperson, is to bring and show God's compassion to those in need. That's why I believe 
We are all fellow chaplains. We all strive to bring and show God's compassion to those in need. The second quotation is from Claude Poulart de Place. He's one of the co-founders of the Spirit and Order and he lived from 1679 to 1709. But the quotation from Claude Poulart de Place is, Lord, I will prepare missionaries for you and then you, Lord, can put them to work. Parents, families, you're all preparing your sons, the boys here in the college to be those missionaries, missionaries in a different way. We, the chaplains and the teachers within the school and the college, play a very small role, but most of that is down to parents and families. And being a missionary today is not necessarily being a missionary in Africa, but it's being a missionary here at home. The third quotation is from Francis Lieberman, our other co-founder. And Lieberman lived from 1802 to 1852. And the quotation from him is very short. It's, you are a child of God, live as such. And Lieberman is encouraging us there to be childlike in our faith. Not childish, but childlike. And so I believe each of us are chaplains, each of us are missionaries. And yes, that is why I say good evening to all fellow chaplains and fellow missionaries. Thank you for joining us on BCR today. We look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow at 8am.